And so as many of you know, this is just a little bit of what they did uh, in the Dominican. But today we're going to have a few of them give uh, their stories and share what God did through them. So first up, I want to introduce to you guys um, one that's been going on many mission trips for many, many years. But God's been using in great ways, especially out there in the streets during our events and our outreaches. Not only the one and only Mr. Robbie Bonifay. Let's give it up for Robbie Bonifay. Well, it's, it's, it's exciting to be back in the States, amen? Um, but, um, you know, it was, it was exciting also being out in the mission field. Um, and before I, I, I call up, um, you know, some of the people that went on the, um, the trip there, you know, um, I, I just want to share a little bit that, you know, you sit back and you see what God is doing in the people you know, from Elevate Life when we go on to the missions trip. And these are just a few things that I've, that God just put in my heart when we got back from the trip. Um, man, God just done all kinds of, all kinds of stuff over there. But um, when, I, when I say these things, the people from the Dominican Republic are going to know what I'm talking about, you know. Um, so things I've learned on the DR trip, I got back and woke up um, the next morning and, um, just, just spending time with God, and he, he put these things in my heart, and this is one of them. Um, courage is a choice. You're never too old to step into your destiny, and that was for one of the people there. Also, this, you guys, pain can never stop you when you're focused on God's heart and God's big picture. Amen? And um, do not fix yourself. Um, do not fix yourself on what seems to be a negative, but focus on everything else, what God has done and is doing. Amen? Uh, another thing is fearless and courageous, resting in his perfect peace, knowing your identity and knowing the Father. And some of these things, when I'm reading this, the, the DR team is like, yep, that's, that, I can relate to that. Um, what the enemy meant for harm, God will, just, God will not just turn around, but you will literally see the beauty, the healing, the restoration, and blessing um, and, his, and, and, um, and his will will blossom and unfold when you begin to trust in him. And finally, legacy. If you continue to say yes to God, you will constantly pave a way to leave an inheritance and a blessing for generations and generations to come. Amen? So um, I want to ask my beautiful wife to come on up here. Uh, give her a hand, you guys. Un aplauso. <laughs> Amen. And just um, if you could just share um, some of the things that, that God has done over there. Amen. Well, good morning, everybody. Um, like you said, it's awesome to be back. Our time over there was absolutely amazing. Um, excuse me, I still have a little bit of voice gone. Um, one of the stories that I wanted to particularly share with everybody really uh, touched my heart, and it did a lot through me as well as the people over there. Before we went, um, I was really, really praying for God to just give me something, you know, that was meant for the people. And every time that I would press into prayer, what I heard was breath. I'm like, okay, you know, um, what exactly do you mean by this? Just breath and restoration. 
And so I kept pressing in. And honestly, when we first got there, this trip felt a little different to me. It was um, very different from other missions trips. Um, as the ones of you who have gone to the Philippines know, it's very go, 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 um, extremely structured and extremely busy. And this trip was a little different. And so honestly, when we first got there, I was just kind of struggling, like, okay, God, I feel like I'm not doing enough. And you told me breath, you know, you told me restoration. But where is this going to be? Where is this going to come into play? And um, we had gone to this one church. And when we were there, um, Robbie had prayed for the pastor. And the pastor shared with him that things were kind of hard. He was getting a little frustrated and was wanting to um, just, you know, get some more strength within him. He needed a, a, a fresh start. And so Robbie prayed for him, and, and of course, we, you know, we prayed that he would be given strength and that God would touch him and encourage him and everything. And um, so, you know, we, we prayed for all the children, and it felt amazing when we were there. But again, when we left, I was kind of feeling like, I still feel empty. I'm not quite sure, you know. I feel like I'm not giving enough for what's going on here. And so the next day, we were on the bus. And um, Pastor Elson, who was one of our leaders there, shared with us, uh, with Robbie and I, he said, you know, I have to tell you, that church that you went to last night, that pastor has only been there for four months. And not only has he only been there for four months, but he's Dominican, and the church is Haitian people. And um, so they were not being very welcoming and very accepting to him. And he was really struggling. And he shared this with Pastor Elson that he was really having a hard time. And the people weren't connecting. They weren't coming to the house. He really wanted to give up. And so when we went that night before and Robbie prayed for him, it caused a complete revival. And then I understood what God was saying when he said breath and restoration. And what really touched me was, you know, Robbie's been telling me a lot lately about being still and waiting. And so that's where it really touched me. It really spoke to me because sometimes we go on these missions trips and we expect to see things happen right then, right there, you know. And so when, after that story was shared with me, and he said, you know, not only was this pastor given a new life, a new breath, and, you know, just um, wanting to go on, but there was healings that continued to happen in the body even after we left. And so that's where God said, this is what I mean when I say be still. You guys go, you plant the seed, but my work never stops. It continues and continues. And as I was hearing this, I was getting so filled because I'm like, man, God, you are so good that you just continue to work, you know, even after we've left. Well, this pastor also shared that that next Sunday, his house was the attendance was double what it was before. And that night at their service was literally tripled. So that prayer for restoration, for new breath, for new life, it, it was filled. And God's continuing to do work there. And so, you know, as I was just taking all this in, I'm like, man, God, you are so good. And I look at our own house, and I see how we're growing. There's new people. There's a shift coming. There's a new season for us. And I totally believe that, you know, as God, as I witnessed there, how God can just bring the people, I see that's what's going to happen here too 
So it just really touched my heart. I'm very blessed to go. I'm praying for the Philippines. So, you know, thank you guys. Amen. Um, Yeah, that first church uh, um, that we went to, um, just real quick, like, you know, uh, when I was preaching, when I was preaching um, over there, um, I had this pain that came down from the back of my neck all the way down right here. And I knew my health um, before preaching, and I knew I was perfectly fine. And so here in the States, usually when, I, when that happens, you know, there's going to be someone that God is, I'm going to have to pray for, and God's going to touch them, God's going to heal them. So um, when we went over there, that pain, I was like, okay, God, who is it? So I called it out over there. I said, there's somebody here who has a pain from the back of their neck all the way to their back down here. I said, who is it? Raise your hand. And so what happened was I didn't recognize who it was, but a man in the back lifted up his hand. And so we came up and we prayed for him. And God, um, he goes, uh, he says, I can't lift up my arm. You know, I can't lift it up. I have to move it really slow because it's really painful. I said, okay. So um, we prayed for him and God healed him. And I said, okay, do something that you couldn't do. So he goes like this. Then he started swinging his arm like this. I'm like, all right, there's no more pain. And then he said this, you guys. He said, my, he goes, my, he goes, I can't breathe. I said, what do you have, asthma? He said, yes. I said, okay, we're going to pray for that. So when we, um, when we prayed for this gentleman, um, you know, I felt the Holy Spirit just come upon this man. And then he said, um, you know, we got done praying. I said, what do you feel? And he says, I feel like my lungs have just opened up and he, this man could breathe. So there was many healings that took place, salvation took place. And um, the team that went with us um, went with us that day, man, they did phenomenal. So praise God. Amen. 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 Give the Lord a clap. Hallelujah. I'm still trying to talk right. Did you hear me? Give the Lord a hand clap. You know, coming back from DR, I'm just, I don't speak Spanish, but I was trying to, anyways. Okay, um, next up, Miss Emily. Come on up, Miss Emily. Emily, Emily, Emily. See, tell the people what the Lord has done. So, hi, guys. Um, my name is Emily, as he just said. Um, Going back or going to the DR is my first time to this country in particular. And um, before going, I was praying, like, God, like, what is it that um, you want me to focus on in this country in particular? And, you know, I know that some of us, we feel like, man, there's nothing that I can give. Like, how can God use me? You know, I'm broken. I'm, I'm, I'm not, I don't have anything. I'm worthless, you know. But God just said, Emily, you don't need anything. All you do need is just, oh, sorry. It's just to give love, just love. And that's all he said. It wasn't materialistic. It was just a matter of your heart. And the thing is that when you give your heart to God, you let go of everything what you had in mind for yourself. And you open up what God has in store for you. And it's to travel the nations, to give love, to give back in the littlest ways that you can. And so going to... um, the Dominican Republic there, um, it's so, the villages there, there's different levels of poverty. Some of them were even, I feel like, um, a little bit poorer than the Philippines. And it's like those magazines and those commercials where you're like, give give back by giving $10 a cent per day. And it's like these poor kids, like then there's puppy eyes. It felt like that in the villages where houses were made out of scraps of trash. 
you know what I mean? And kids are running around naked because they don't have clothes. They don't have diapers. Some of them were just peeing on the floor just like right then and there. And it's like, oh, my gosh. You know, and it's just the little things that we take for granted, you know, and, and just love, simply love. And I think when you spread love more than you really know it, it's the presence of God that you carry. And people are drawn to that. People are drawn to that. Even if you don't speak their language, God's not a God of limits. God isn't a God of language barriers or anything like that. When you touch and pray for people, he'll give you visions of what to pray for or the words to say. He's going to move through you, and it takes a simple yes. So I encourage all of you guys in the future to sign up for the different missions trips because it's a matter of the heart first and foremost, but also when um, the hope of the world relies on what you do for those in need. So each and every single one of you guys are a vessel of carrying that hope and spreading that love. So. Amen. Okay. Keeps on turning my mic off, so I'm just going to stick to one mic. All right. All right. Here we go. Okay. So praise God. Next up, let's have uh, Mr. Uh, Dougie Fresh. Dougie Fresh. And we were the Get Fresh crew with him in the DR. Thank you. Thank you. I thought he was going to ask, like, volunteers, who wants to come up and speak? And I was super excited to come up and speak because there was a time when I was out there in Dominican, and I got blessed with the honor and the privilege to speak to uh, a young group of uh, guys that were on the baseball, uh, one of the academies, and they were, like, between the age of 14 and 16. And so Pastor Sergio, he, he looked around, he turned around, did one of those, those little looks at you, hey, you know, you ready to speak and give your, uh, your testimony? And I... So there was a lot of people around me, so I didn't know if he was talking to me. And I'm sitting there like, uh, yeah, you know. Pastor Tina, she turns around, and she's like, how about say, yes, pastor? Yes, pastor. And I'm like, whoa, you know, I've never heard that tone from PTL before, but it really set me straight. But <laughs> I love them. Um, but it really got me on fire, and it resonated in my spirit because, you know, fear and not faith. I'm sorry, faith and not fear. <laughs> yeah, that was me before PTL's message, right? And so I got really prepared because we're always supposed to be ready, you know, to share God's word, to share his wisdom, what he's working in our lives. And so um, I got ready to prepare a message and share my testimony when I was out there. And it was crazy because we were marinating in Joseph and Jacob for a while. And uh, that's where I was at. And then all the other speakers in, in, um, uh, that gave uh, their testimony or their story, they had shared somewhere in that area. But I wasn't called, right? So then on my way back, I knew we were going to have to give our testimony. And I said, okay, I'm going to share what I didn't get an opportunity to share that time. And then he planted Titus on me. So I just want to really read quickly something in Titus that really hit me because I know it will resonate with you guys. And this is in Titus 2. It says, your job is to speak out on the things that make your solid doctrine, make for solid doctrine. And then it kind of gives a lot of things about character for men and women. It says, we don't want anyone looking down on God's message because of their behavior. Also, guide the young men to live like discipline, to live disciplined lives. It says, but mostly show them all this by doing it yourself, incorruptible in your teaching, your words solid and sane, than anyone who is dead set against us when he finds nothing weird or misguided, might eventually 
come around. A lot of us are trying to guide people to the church. They'll eventually come around. It says guide slaves into, and that's all those, anyone out there, guide slaves into being loyal workers, a bonus to their masters, no back talk, no petty thievery. Then their good character will shine through their actions, adding luster to the teaching of their Savior. It says God's readiness to give and forgive is now public. Salvation is available to everyone. And I want to stop right there because I just want to share with you guys. This mission trip did something to me that has changed my life forever. I'm standing up here very comfortably because I know that it's where my heart and my spirit, my soul is destined to be. When I was younger, I had an experience, as for some of you guys may know, I'm mixed, black, African-American, and my mom's side is Argentinian and Italian. And I experienced some racism in my life, and I was always afraid to talk about that. I was like the first mixed kid. And really what it did, like Lou, uh, Lou was sharing earlier, it set some things in me that were false teachings, that were negative, that were not right. And it really discouraged me, and it held me down in a bondage that was not of God. And I know a lot of us may have been going through that, but when Pastor Tina said, no, get up there and be ready, say yes, Pastor, say yes to God, it really made me understand that God salvation is for everyone everyone he says we're being shown how to turn our backs on godless indulgent on a godless indulgent life and how to make uh, and how to take on a god-filled god-honoring life this new life is starting right now and is wetting our appetites for glory for a glorious day when our great god and savior jesus christ appears he offered himself as a sacrifice to free us from a dark rebellious place into this good pure life making us a people he can be proud of energetic in goodness and in the final letter this final uh, what it says here is tell them all this tell them who all this, no matter your color, your ethnicity, your gender, whatever you are, tell them all this. We're all charged with this. It says, build up your courage and discipline them in they discipline them if they get out of line. Like PTL, she disciplined me when I was out of line, right? You're in charge and don't let anyone put you down. Listen, you know, when I left the Philippines. I was, I, was, I was thinking, because I had heard from the youth, they were like, oh, you know, I'm so sad when you guys come out here, you come for this little bit of time, and then you just leave us. And I'm like, oh, man, that is pretty discouraging, you know? And then that's where God had spoke to me, and he's like, you know what, but, but, but we give them something to, to look forward to. We give them a vision that we will one day return. We give them the vision, the hope, the faith, and the love that God's presence is always there, even though we may not be there. We point them in the direction of the house of God, the gateway of God, okay? And I just want to encourage each and every one of you guys. You guys may have not gone on a mission trip, but hey, you know what? Just like we do with the outreaches in the park, we're to direct people to this gateway, to this house. But as he says in his word, it's going to begin with our character and stepping out on faith with bold and courageous, energetic faith and loyalty to God's word and wisdom. May that be the light that shines in every one of us. This missing trip has changed my life forever, and I appreciate this opportunity to share this with you guys. Amen. Woo! Dang, Doug, you brought that fire with you. Wow. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Okay, that was good. Thank you for sharing that. Praise God. Okay, I'm going to have uh, Mr. Um, well, everybody knows him as Burrito. Come on up, brother. <laughs> I don't know whether I should call him Burrito, Jose. What do you want to be called? 
Okay, brother. I'm just gonna call him bro. What's up, bro? All right. What's how you, yeah, how you guys doing today, man? It's it, it was amazing. It's it's been a long time since I've been on the mission field and it was very emotional for me. Uh mainly because I, I missed this, you know. Um but other than that, I will tell you being there, uh it was very impactful. It's just seeing the people, seeing how much hunger they had for God, but as uh, Doug was saying, man, at work, how was at work? I uh, just started right away. Isaac was just like, hey, man, can you come through? We had just landed. I was sleeping. He texted me. I said, you know what? Let's go. And the reason I said that was because I noticed one thing. Sergio, he kept telling us just like right now, I didn't even know what was coming up here. I was just told right now to do it. And I just felt God telling me, be ready at all times. Every time I called you, just go. And I was reminded every single time when I was out there, just go. Be ready. Be ready. I was the interpreter. Most of the time, uh, but it was it was hard because I couldn't even speak. Sometimes I would stutter, and I never stutter when it comes to reading in Spanish. But I was, and it was so hard, and and it was just I knew it was the enemy trying to discourage me from the purpose of what I was supposed to do there. But I will tell you that when I was there, I also God gave me something for the house, and God told me that He was ready to prepare Himself to give back the vision, to give back the promises. And the dreams for this house. This house is about to move to a new building. But he wanted me to tell all of us, we are the foundation. And God is ready to do something great in our lives Amen. and move us to a new building. And that's going to happen and it's going to come. So I just want to let you know, man, that mission field where we were at, if it did feel like we were at war, we were fighting. Some of us were getting attacked, but we had to stay strong, remain strong, and let God do his thing. But it was amazing for us to stand there before all these people hungry for God. And just seeing what God was going to do in our life. And in my life, just personally, uh, you know, I had my own issues with uh, just growing up with my father and all this stuff. But I, I, I also asked God, like Emily did, well, why am I here? Because I, I had a dream about going to the Dominican. And God showed me that. And he said, you will go to the Dominican. And I was like, all right, well, let's do it. Let's see what you got for me. And as I was there, I started to notice all these things, like I said, just being ready, letting God flow through me. And I, I was just reminded every time I interpret for little Jay. And it was God's way of saying, this is what you have to do. This is where you're going to get your, your back, which, what I had given you a long time ago. And it was through Little J when I was speaking and translating. And then I translated for Sergio. Man, that's hard. Because Sergio has these words that I just couldn't <laughs> say. And it was just very, very smart words. And I was like, man, how do you say this in Spanish? I was like, I can't say that. And then I had the hardest of all, which was um, Pastor, um, Pastor Vince. Man, that man flows through the spirit. And I was like, how do you translate the spirit in Spanish? And I was like, when he's speaking and feeling God. But, but it was just amazing because God was able to just flow. But through doing these, th by translating through these three people, God was showing me, this is where I wanted you. Come this on. is what I want to give Come you. On. I want you to see. I want to restore. I want you to know what this is about. And that's what a mission feels about. Yes, we go and help other people, but at the same time, God uses us, brings us back, brings those visions back, shows us good things. We are able to work, do things for God. And it was just amazing to see that and, and just what God had for all of us, for all of us, because we were all touched by God. And yes, yes, it's, yes. it's good to be back, and it's good to be back home. So, Amen. Yeah. Praise God. Thank you. Thank you, thank you. You know, it was, it was awesome. He was um, our main interpreter in, over there. And uh, the way he interpreted, man, I was like, wow. But I think what was awesome, if, if you get to know um, Jose, um, you'll know his story. But and to see him up there, God using him, man, I begin to cry sometimes just watching him. I was like, man, God, you are so good. You are so full of mercy and grace. 
And you know what? His call on our life is irrevocable, man. Can never be taken away, no matter what happens in life, you guys. So, amen. He, he blessed my life. He blessed many over there. So, praise God. Amen? All right. So, I'm going to be calling up a couple, and we got to keep this a little bit short. I want to be able to, to get a lot of people to, to share. So, let's try to keep it a little bit short. Miss, uh, uh, Mr. Uh, David and Tanya Gutierrez. Come on. Yes. Come on. Come on. Where's, where's David? What? Text him. Someone text him. Just kidding. All right. Share with us. Share with us. I'm so out of my comfort zone right now. This is not something I like to do up here, but I'm here. <laughs> God's using me. <laughs> so before we left for our trip, this was something that I wasn't even planning on doing. Um, Pastor Tina and Pastor Sergio came to me and they said, hey, do you want to go to the DR? And I'm like, I would love to, but I can't. And they said, why? And I'm like, uh. And I thought of every reason possible that I couldn't do it. And they said, we have a sponsor for you, and we want you to go. And so I told them no. My first reaction was no. They called a family meeting, of course, without me. So <laughs> talked to the family, and I went back to them, and I said, you know what? I need to pray about it. Let me get back to you. So I did. I went and I said, God, if this is your will, you'll have everything done for me. I won't have to worry about Izzy or Brianna, that it will all fall in place. So it did, and I went. So it was with four of my family members. It was my husband, me, my oldest daughter, and my oldest son. That was a blessing to be out there and serving with them, seeing them pray over people. My kids pray over people. It was very touching. Um, one of the things that I kept praying for when we left in our prayer meetings and stuff is, God, use me. Use me in every way possible. Make me be bold. Get me out of my comfort zone. Just use me. So one of the things that was touching to me is on the last day I was on the beach, and there was a lot of memories and a lot of things that was crazy out there that touched me in my heart. But this one kind of wrapped up the whole trip for me. Um, I was on the beach the last morning trying to, you know, tan. Um, <laughs> I was saying prayers. <laughs> and I was like, God, did you use me in every way? Because I feel empty right now. I feel like I could have done more. Did you use me? Was I bold enough? And... That was my conversation with God. And as later on that day, we were packing, there was a guy named Rosario that was on the beach, and he was selling bracelets and stuff. And he was in my heart from the moment we got there, and we would go down to the beach. This man was an older man. Um, he would come up and give me a hug, and he would say, you are my amiga. And he was so comforting, and there was something about him that just comforted me. So on the last day when we were packing up, I packed up all my snacks and all my Gatorades that was left in my water, and I took it to him on the beach. And I'm like, here, it's not much, but I want you to have this. That this whole time that we've been here, you've been comforting me, that you've been giving me something that I felt like I was lacking. And he hugged me. And the whole, every single day I seen him out there, he would say, you are my amiga. And he would tap on his heart. And that's how he seen me. And it was maybe 
couple times a day that we were out there in between um, going out on the mission field, I guess. <laughs> so he came to me the last day, and I gave him the bag, and I said, with Eddie and Jocelyn, we want to do prayer for you. Can we pray for you? So we were on the beach the last day when we should have been out there packing and stuff. We were out there praying for these people that were selling us the souvenirs and stuff. And he really touched me because he said that I had Jocelyn translate for me, that he said that he felt comfort in me. And that's how I felt about him. And then he said that he sees the reflection of God through me. And that just broke me because I was like, wow, you know, we're not even out here serving them. We're out here for the baseball field and the kids. And here yet this man is sitting here telling me this. And that he said that he didn't see me from the first day he seen me. He didn't see me for my outer appearance, that he seen me for my, my heart. And that when he was hugging me, it felt like um, he was hugging God, that he felt comfort. Mm. So he showed, he, he basically <clears throat> told us his life. He was a man that had 15 kids, that his oldest son had passed away, and that he was really close to him, that he came from the capital every day with him to sell out there, and that he felt like he was empty, that he was missing something, and that he was his heart, that his son was his heart, his oldest son. And I felt that same emptiness because at 30, I lost both of my parents. So I felt emptiness. So when hearing him say that he had lost his son, I'm like, how could I even imagine losing one of my kids? So him just sharing with me that I was comforting to him, that I was like God's light being out there to him, that I was his heart meant the world to me. But it kind of wrapped up everything. It kind of wrapped up the, my prayer that was in the morning speaking to God, use me, use me in every way possible, make me be bold. And I felt like even when I wasn't out there trying to be used. I was on the beach, just relaxing, soaking in up, you know, everything, that he was still using me. He still used me to be the light to this man that yeah. needed prayer, that needed something. And, and Eddie, you're amazing too. We prayed for other guys and other women out there selling things that they accepted God in their life. And it was just so yes. passionate to be yes. able to do that without being on the baseball field, you know, it was somewhere that wasn't expected. Yes. So I just want to say that even when we come here, just be the light. Yes. You never know who's watching That's you, right. Right. Um, whether it's one of the kids in the, in the nursery or in the kids area, just anywhere, just be the light. And he does use us and he uses us when we're not expecting it. Amen. Amen. Praise God. And just to add to that, you know, yeah, we went to the baseball field, the Haitian villages and stuff like that, but where we were at, those, I'll tell you what, the team that went over there loved on every single one of the workers there. And I know that um, they had uh, spoken to some of the people on our team, and they're like, you know what, you guys are different. We're going to miss you guys, you know, just because of the love that we showed to them, you know. And uh, it, it was amazing because... The, when we got to pray for the, um, you know, it's, it was just random during the week. 
you know, we got to pray for, for the workers and stuff like that. And, and God just moved on them. And they began to cry, you know what I'm saying? And so it was amazing just to love a God that, that the team had. Everywhere we went, you guys, God was touching people. So praise God. Amen. Okay. Um, next, let's go ahead and have Mr. Uh, uh, Jesse come up. Jesse, Jesse, Jesse. Casanera. Our Jesus over there. Hey, what's up, you guys? Oh, man. Um, there's a hundred different stories I could tell from a hundred different angles, but um, it's uh, it was always uh, like evident that God was present. Like even before we got out there, um, God was moving to make sure that the team that said yes to him, that were obedient, and, you know, we're all called to do missions, but the team that said yes, God made a way for us all to get there, yeah. every single one of us. None of us had, like Pastor always says, none of us just have $1,500 to say, oh, yeah, let me go to the Dominican Republic for, you know, eight days. But um, God really came through. For me, um, I kind of procrastinated on my, my savings for that, and uh, God came through. On with two days notice before the last deadline, God came through and gave me a bonus that covered my trip, my whole trip. And I get out there and I'm still thinking to myself, just like I think a lot of the team was like, why am I here? Like what like what exactly? Like I know I have to I'm going to say yes, because I know God's calling me. And I, I've learned that when you say yes, God delivers and he will honor your obedience. So just like he did with the bonus, he got me there. Then he. um he moved in so many ways out there. I got to see God use these, this team in so many different ways in all of our gifts. He had Burrito um, translating. He had Doug speaking. He had um, Mr. Cardenas over there uh, just show, leading the way and, and putting in work. And Eli over there representing over there with his, uh, like, his wisdom, both of their wisdom and, and hard work and just showing, and Emily playing with people and, uh, just everybody was being used in different ways, but I'm like, okay, God, what am I gonna do? Like, what what exactly am I here for? Because normally, when I go on these trips, I'm a I'm kind of a frontline soldier where I'm like playing with kids and, um, like you know, I'll speak, I'll do a testimony, something like that. But I hadn't been used like that, so I'm like, okay, God, like, what what exactly is it that I'm here for? And uh, I realized that throughout the trip, I was um, being pulled to speak to the team and be a, a leader in a sense that I wasn't expecting that role because normally I, I, that's not the role I play. But um, in the last year or two, I've, I've really kind of stepped into a leadership role here at the church. And uh, I was speaking to the young adults and mentoring and um, like kind of encouraging and just giving some of my wisdom there. And then not only that, but I had some of my youth at the, uh, at the, missions trip this time and it was a it was a blessing to have them because they they challenged me <laughs> but that's a good thing though and I, and I really want to say thank you to um to all my youth that went you know and uh they really put things into perspective for me that I'm not always going to be used the way I want to be used because I, I just wasn't expecting it not that I didn't want it but I just wasn't expecting it but um God used me anyway and uh you know to to move on from that, though, but I just want to say thank you to the team and uh, everybody who allowed for me to see them be used and then um, gave me an opportunity to be used myself. And um, 
while we were out there, we got to experience some beautiful things. Like there, there's um, things that really put our lives into perspective, and we come back different because of it. We played a game out there at a church. We were uh, hosting a, a youth service for the for the kids, and the kids, they're so, you know, I don't mean to say it like this, but they're so poor out there that we go and we tie balloons with a ribbon to their ankles, and the objective of the, of the game is we got 50 kids with balloons tied to their ankles, and it's the last man standing. You step on every balloon and pop them. So we say, one, two, three, pop the balloon, right? And none of the kids moved, and we're like, okay, we have a translator, so it's not a language barrier. Why aren't they listening? Like, go ahead, pop the balloon. We're telling them, pop the balloon. These kids are holding on to these balloons as though... <laughs> I'm good. Hold on. All right. Get out of here, man. <laughs> no, they're holding on to these balloons like they're the best gift they've ever had. They're like, you just. You didn't want to pop them. They were saying, like, no, like, I'm not. They're holding on to it crying because they're like, please don't pop my balloon. You just gave me the best thing I've ever had. And now you're asking me to pop it. And uh, so we had to cancel the game midway through because <laughs> what are we going to do? We're going to force these kids to pop their, their favorite toy, their best thing they ever, you know, they ever had. So, you know, you come back from that. Like, that's a game that we play here all the time. And we just we, we have so much that we, we, don't, we take it for granted. And I come back from seeing those things and back to reality, you know, back to this. And you feel like, you know, you're really doing something big out there. You're really bringing hope and inspiration and encouragement and, you know, the love of God, really. And we're leaving them. You know, somebody talked about how we leave. Doug, I believe, spoke about how we, uh, we leave them with, with, you know, encouragement and something. And, but we bring with us, we bring with us God and we bring with us the Holy Spirit. And just like Jesus left us with the Holy Spirit, we leave them with that. So they can be, um, stay um, encouraged throughout the year until we come back or until they, their next thing that yeah. they need or whatever it is in their lives. But we definitely leave them with that. But we also come back ourselves set on fire as well. And uh, reality just isn't the same. Like things don't affect you the way they would before you left. You know, you come back from seeing, you know, someone, a family's living in such third world conditions and uh, you, you realize how grateful you are to have air conditioning in your car basic things that they can't even dream as far as, but we have those things that yeah. we, we forget that it's such a blessing. It's, it's a blessing for, for us to have shoes on our feet. There's baseball players out there that didn't have shoes. They have to play in, in what we call them slides or flip-flops or whatever, but they're playing baseball in that. And, um, you know, we have shoes on our feet, and we take it for granted. And it just, it really gives, a, gives me encouragement to, to come out here and not be petty and not be um, affected negatively by some of the things that I don't have and just really um, see my own personal blessings in my life and how great and, and amazing my life is. Though it's not perfect, it, I, I'm truly, truly blessed. And I appreciate this trip for putting things into perspective for me. But that's what I got. Amen. Amen. That's powerful. Yeah, it was kind of crazy because we're like, why aren't they popping the balloons? 
And we had to translate it like two or three times. You're like, maybe they're just not understanding. And literally one balloon popped. The kids started crying. Like, what is going on? And we just, man, it was, I was, man, just powerful. Okay. So another thing, just to blow you guys uh, away, um, let me just tell you that that place that we're, that uh, he's talking about, we went to that school. And before we get there, you guys, um, it was before we even left on the trip. I was praying, and I, I, I wrote it down in my notes. And what I seen was I seen a, um, I seen a school. I seen, it's praying, just close my eyes. God's showing me. I seen a school. It looked like a, a school with columns in the front. So I wrote that down. And so we get there. This is the first place that we went. And I looked, I went in, and I went, the Holy Spirit reminded me of what he told me. I, wrote, I went outside, I'm like, no way. It was a school, it looked like, a, it was a church, it looked like a school with columns in the front. And so I talked to Pastor Elson, I go, Pastor, I said, uh, Pastor Elson, look what God showed me. He showed me this place before we even got there. And he goes, mind-blowing, huh, brother? And I, <laughs> I said, yeah, that is mind-blowing. He goes, ah, yes. And he goes, you know what else is mind-blowing? I said, what? He says, you guys weren't even supposed to go there. He said, that was a last-minute preparation, last-minute thing. I'm like, no way. I said, but what God did there was amazing, you guys. People, salvation, the, the team touched all the kids, and we got to walk throughout the, the neighborhood. And I'm going to save the other story about the birds for somebody who ever wants to say that anyways. So praise God. Okay. So um, next up, um, um, what, why doesn't, uh, or let's have Jocelyn. Where's Jocelyn at? She could share. Jocelyn was our little firecracker out there who led us in songs and all kinds of stuff. Go ahead and share. Oh, hi, guys. Well, to start off, um, I remember when they announced that we're going to DR in December, and I signed up knowing, I honestly, I didn't even ask my parents. I just said, I'm signing up. I'm going. And I didn't have no money at all. And my sister was telling me, why are you signing up? You have no money at all. I was like, God's going to provide. I know he is. And I didn't want to seem cocky, but I just knew it. I knew God was going to provide it. I was there. So um, the first day I got there, we went to that school, and I have a passion for kids. I've always wanted to be a teacher. That's my, my dream job. So I've always liked loving on these kids, but ever since we got there, the first thing we did was went to the nursing home. And we went to the nursing home. It was amazing to see, because these are Haitian people that they came to the Dominican but have no family and they can't return. So basically, they're like wounded, they like elderly, they can't move and they can't really walk or talk or anything, and they're just very sick. So we went there, and um, what amazed me was that um, one guy, we prayed over me, Brenda, um, and then Corey, and um, their cousin. Um, the guy was like, why did you come here? He was like, why did you come here? You guys care about us? And he's like, yeah, we do. We came here to pray for you. He's like, why would you ever want to come for us? We're nobody. We're just elderly people. Why would you come and pray for us? And it was very touching because they think that nobody cares about them. And just us to come from South Sac and just love on them was crazy. And they were like, you actually want to pray for me? You care about my healing? And like, yes, we do. We want to bring your hope to your city, hope to your life, and give you um, strength and just be renewed. Yeah. And then um, 
just being in the church, it was amazing because just seeing all those people. And then one little girl, she, I, I didn't notice, but we were praying for people. And one little girl was holding onto my arm, and she was like, I didn't know her. I didn't know her at all. But I just felt she wanted to pray too. And her name is Wismali. So her name is Wismali. And then I was like, hi, how are you? What's your name? And she asked her. She's like, she didn't even tell me nothing. She just said, I'm, you're my sister. I was like, okay, I'm your sister too. Nice to meet you. And she was like, no, I'm serious. You have, you're my sister. You're all I got. I was like, what do you mean? She's like, I have no family. I live around the corner in a little shack. You're all I got. Wow. And then I was like, are you like, are you like serious? And she was like, yeah. Ever since I saw you come in here, I've just seen uh, you as a sister. So she came in here, and she was like, and she was started to sing with us, dance with us. Um, I remember every single little kid's name. Everyone, Abby knows this. They're telling us her name, telling us, please don't leave, please don't leave, please stay here. And then we were like, we're not here to um, stay, but Jesus is here to stay. His presence is here to stay. And the Holy Spirit is here to stay with you. Yeah. And we just brought the vision to you, and you guys have to carry it on. And then we were praying for a lot of people, a lot of kids, right? And um, I remember at camp this year, previously, previously uh, we got prayed over for prophesying. And then I was praying for one young man. He was probably 15 or 16. And I tried to step in boldness and was like, okay, I'm going to prophesize. So I was like... And God was speaking to me, you can do it, you can do it. But sometimes we're wrong. So I was like, I'm going to take a step of faith. And I told him, you don't play, ba you don't play baseball, right? And he was like, how did you know? I was like, I, it's not me, it's God. And he was like, how did you know I don't play baseball? I was like, you play a different sport. It's not soccer. It's not, it's not baseball. But what is it? And he was like, basketball. I play basketball. I was like, wow, I just did that. That's crazy. And then, and then I was like, okay, give me more, give me more. I was like, number two, what does the number two mean to you? He said, I only have two sisters. I was like, whoa, I got this. I'm going. So I, like, I kept doing that. I was like, okay, you got two sisters. And I was like, you come to this church? He said, yes, every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, and Sunday. And I was like, wow, this is amazing. God is using me. He's so cool. And I was just talking to him in his life, and he was like, um, and I kept, I, God kept speaking to me. He was like, men, tell him about men. So I was like, men, what do you have to do with men? He says, I like mentoring men with basketball. So I was like, oh, my gosh, this is amazing. <laughs> I was just like blown away. Like, I'm a 16 years old from South Sac, just me and my dad, and God's using me in this way. Like, that's mind-blowing for me. And I was like, oh, my goodness. I was, I was being used left and right. And I'm so grateful and thankful that God gave me this talent or whatever he has blessed me with because it's amazing to see what a plant, what we're as a team in unity we're planting a seed that's going to reap and grow. And it's amazing to see these people work as a team to just bless them and love them. And like they said, like, I don't want to be mean to y'all or be rude, but we went to this church and the first people that were sitting down were kids. They weren't even adults. They were kids five to like 10 years old without their parents, without their parents just sitting down waiting for us. Yeah. And we came in and we started singing, guys, you guys think we're, like, you guys, I honestly don't want to seem rude, but we take so much for granted. They only had a, a drum set and a piano, a chord piano, and the kids were running around singing and dancing. Their favorite song is, Dios es bueno, my God is good, praise him. Dios es bueno, adorale, praise him. And it says, he lift me up, he changed my life, he put my feet as a rock, like, on la roca firme. So... We were, the kids were dancing, right? And I was just crying and crying and crying because they have nothing, nothing at all. And they, yet they still praise better than us in Sacramento. 
They praise better than us in Sacramento, and we have everything. We have everything they dream of. We have everything they imagine to happen in their lives, and they have nothing at all, and they're clapping and singing. They worship better than us in Sacramento, and we have everything. That's just amazing to see because they have nothing, and they worship God as if he was everything to them. And it's amazing to see, and it touched my heart because we take so much for granted, and we, we ask for so much, and they have so little Yet they give everything to God. They give their their time to God. Like I don't want to take anyone's story, but their school, they get do, they do not get paid. They work twenty four seven. Their their whole family has to work to maintain a school. They do not get paid at all. Yet us here in South Sac in America, we worship. We we struggle to praise God for what He's doing in our lives. And it's just amazing to see. I'm sorry. I'm not trying to be long, but. Um, we went to this um, baseball clinic, and it was amazing to see because we're all praying for the kids, right? And um, I know everyone knows my brother has, um, he's partly deaf, right? So I know a little bit of sign language, and Jessica was like, who knows sign language? Who knows sign language? I was like, that's me, that's me. So I went to this guy. He was like probably like six years old, and he was like, um, he couldn't hear or speak. So he was like, um, I asked him in sign language. I'm so grateful I have God given the talent to speak sign language. So I, was, I asked him in sign language. I was like, what is your prayer request? And he said, I want to love God with all my heart, and I want him to be the center of my life. And this young guy, his dream is to be a baseball player. And then he was like, no, I don't want to be a baseball player. I want God to be the center of my life, and I want to love him with all I have. And that was just amazing to see. And it was, I'm so grateful to have a team that we're all encouraging each other. It was just a great experience. Thank amen, you. amen. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Okay. We are going to, we got to kind of keep it a little bit short. Um, why don't we have uh, Eddie, Eddie, come up. Eddie Sr. I tell you what, man, this, the, him and Eli were out there in the field. There were some other guys, but... Man, you know, when we went back for the inauguration um, of that field and I seen Eli and, you know, um, him hugging. I mean, they were hugging the other workers. I'm like, man, I couldn't have done what they done. They bonded with these workers and they were when they were when they were hugging the other workers, the coaches, they were literally crying. You guys, the bond of just just being there and just working with them and able to to give the love of God. You know it here. You you share it. Yeah, you can share it better than I can. Oh, um, really? God is good. Dios es grande. Así como dice el canto, and you can have chosen a better song. God is good. Um, actually, um, I'm glad. I'm thankful to God that He made a way that. I was able to go, even though my wife didn't go with me. I was sad because I seen all these couples there with their wives. But I was really worried about my physical body. Um, but I said, you know what? I don't care. I said, I don't care about my body now. I want to go serve. I want to be a blessing. I want God to use me where he wants to use me. Whether it be pouring concrete, whether it be tying a rebar, whether it be digging, it doesn't matter. I want to be a blessing to someone. And that's exactly what God did. We were able to bless these people that we were working, me and Eli. And you know what? The love of God was there. God is big. God is great. God is powerful. And I thank God for this opportunity. This is the first time that I've gone overseas. And God touched my life. 
He lifted me up. He gave me strength to overcome the sickness that I have. And you know what? Before I went over there, I was hurting. I, I have a problem in my arms and my shoulders, but I didn't care. I wanted to be a blessing to somebody. I wanted to touch somebody's life. I wanted to be able to let God use me however he wanted to do so. So I said, this is, I'm going to go. We're going to go. We're going to do it in the name of Jesus. And Jesus came through. And I was, while I was over there working, yes, I started to feel pain in my arms. But before I know it, I haven't found any pain. I was able to dig. I was able to shovel. I was able to pour concrete. I was able to tie rebar. I was able to put foamers up. Me and Brother Eli together. God is wonderful. God is great. And I encourage you to, to make a way to go again. I want to go again, but this time I want to take my wife with me. And, I, and I, God, God is good. God is so wonderful. It's been a blessing, and, and, and um, I don't regret it. I don't regret it at all. I was, I was just there to let God use my life. And just real quick, what really touched my life is these people in the beach. People that were selling things and people that were braiding hair just to raise money for their family. I, I started praying for this one woman. She was by herself. She was selling some clothes. And I, I, I told her, you know what? I, 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 don't have, I don't need clothes right now, but I want to pray for you. You see, I didn't want to go waste time. I didn't want to go do nothing. I wanted to be used by God. Because I had a purpose to go over there. I didn't want to spend all this money just to stand around. So I took, I, took, um, I took the advantage of every so I see. So I started praying for her. And because of that girl giving her life to God, it touched uh, uh, like six other girls because she was sharing the Lord. And that was something that was um, uh, something that God really did in her life. Yeah. And God was just using us in the beach and everywhere we went. And I thank the team. Thank you for, for caring for me, yes. by the way. Amen. I tell you, we were on the baseball field, and we got to minister to all the players. And um, I was praying for them, and, you know, I mean, I don't know Spanish. All I know is, like, si, si quieres comer, you know. <laughs> yes, I want food, you know. Mas, yes, mas, mas y mas. <laughs> Anyways, you know, but <laughs> when I seen Eddie, he prayed for this young person. I, he was right next to me, and he was just praying, like, like, uh, there was no tomorrow, and this young man um, was just weeping. He was crying. And I was like, oh, my gosh. I was like, man, God, God is using him, you know, to touch these people. So, and it was so true. Everywhere we went, you guys, everywhere we went, God was doing something. God was touching somebody. Okay, we got to kind of hurry up here. Um, let's go ahead and have um, uh, Maria Elena and Eli. Eli, Maria Elena, where are you guys at? Come on up. Quickly, quickly. All right. So I'm going to put a time limit on this one. <laughs> so, all right. Now, these two, oh, my gosh, these guys blessed my life so much. They blessed the team's life. Just, just seeing them, and, and I don't mean this in a bad way, but it doesn't matter how old you guys are. It really doesn't. If you say yes, and that's when I, when I read that, if you say yes, man, God will use you guys, man. So praise God. Let's, let's start. Amen. God bless everyone. You know, I want to encourage everyone that is here. I wasn't supposed to go, like many of you guys have said, but when God sees your heart, 
he will make a way. Amen. Amen. My husband has always had a vision and a heart for missions. And when he said he was going, I started to pray. I, I, uh, something just dropped in my heart and, and just like I was supposed to go. And I was praying the, the night before we registered. And I said, okay, God, if you want me to go, just show me something. And when I went to register, I had the money for my husband. And then meet the, I shared with her later. She didn't even know. She wrote my name down. I'm like, okay, I'm going. <laughs> and so by faith, because we had just come back from Costa Rica, and we didn't have the finances. But I just stepped out in faith, and I said, God, if you want me to go, you'll make a way. And he did it all the way. And I just thank God. I encourage every person. It doesn't matter how old you are. To go on this mission field. It's like everyone has been sharing. It changes you. It ch you think you're going to go out to give? Yes, we did. We shared the love of God. But most of all, it just really changes your life. Like many of you have said, when you go and you see how these people live and what they don't have, we are rich. It doesn't matter if you're limited here in the States. Whatever you have, you are rich in comparison. Yeah. And it just blessed my life. I was a mom to a lot of the team and a grandma. And it just blessed my heart because I thought, Lord, not only did we minister to a lot of people that were hungry for God, but I was able to love on a lot of you. And, and that love and that bond that we had doesn't compare. It doesn't build up here in the church. Because we come to church and we go out. And many times we don't even have the time to connect. But in these trips, you build a lot of special bonds, not only in ministering and going out there, but that we can carry on here in the church house. And like many of you guys have shared, I really believe that God is going to explode this church. How many of you guys believe it with me? Amen. Amen. You know what? The heart of God, the, uh, one thing that really blessed me is that pastor said that because we said yes, it fulfilled a dream they had. Yeah. To have a team not only of young people, but of all ages. And to me, that blessed me yes. that that simple yes fulfilled one of their dreams. Yes. So I thank God for allowing me this privilege, this opportunity to go and bless the people of Dominican Republic but also how much they enriched my life. Praise God. Amen. Eli, do you want to share something, or is she going to be the spokesperson? Okay. I want to say thank God for, for the whole team. Really quick. Go to Republica Dominican. You know why? I feel, I feel something coming here, and, and I enjoy every. I, I got a ring for people praying. And every day, my partners working in the field call me, Eli, oh, it's a, say hi, Dave, because I don't know how I'm grateful to people. And when I, I, I say, okay, I say, okay, I have to go and cry como, como family because I don't know, my heart is working for people. I don't care what, what kind of people. The people humble, hungry for the world, and God used me everywhere. You know, I'm praising, Lord, I want to do everything. People coming, you know, give me something. That one, go. I say, hey, hi, hi. I start talking and start start doing talking for God and share for God and say to Jesus in Christ. You know, I, I don't I don't care what time you see. And the last night I start packing, 
So, wow, I feel, I feel I'm looking for people big for me. They give me my clothes. But I remember the guy working in the register, big guy, white guy. Me, Eddie, pray before go 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 to the, the room. And we got to me, come on, this is your this is your size. I take your pants, shirts, everything. I go down, ring, one or two o'clock in the morning, he there, here, here. I go there, start packing. Ah, no, I want to give it to get back. Well, he's blessing. I'm blessing. The one thing, let me one second. Uh, the guy selling the coconuts. I'll buy coconut because I like the water. And the guy, the guy said, I want to talk to the guy. I said, wait, wait. Day before com coming here in the morning, he go over there and say, hey, uh, Eric Ellison, you know, name's weird. And they say, hey, do you know you glad? Yeah, I go to church, but uh, I think I'm a Baptist church. Hey, you know, you're like Jesus Christ, uh, Christ in your heart. He said, I mean, no, what it is. Okay, can I pray for you? Yes, I start praying for him. When they're done, I start praying, you know, pray for the, the Lord saved, yeah. And, and he started repeat everything I said. When he opened the eyes, he said, oh, Eli, I see something blue, blue, blue. It's something white in the middle. But I can see, Leo, what do you see more? It's, you know, there's a got a vision. And when he done, he started crying, crying, hugging me. Thank God, because everything you tell me is true. Because I feel something with the Holy Spirit. Okay. And, and I'll go to, and come into here and go to the, 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 the guagua, como dicen allá, and, you know, the, the, the minibus. And, and he told me, he told me, here, Leo, what do you have in your hands? Here, give me the ring. It's a silver ring and a little thing. He said, here, take it this. It's everything you see this ring, pray for me. Yeah. It broke my heart. <laughs> because say, thank you for you coming here. I don't know what happened to me later. Every night, every morning, see the ring, pray for him. Mm. Pray for anybody. Pray for anybody there because, you know, I want to come back. I want to stay there. I don't care, my wife. You can go stay there. I'll stay yeah. here. Help people. <laughs> wow. Because my heart is a mission. It's, you know, broken my heart, really. Uh, We're going to have counseling afterwards. <laughs> Give him a hand. Praise God. You know, this ring that he was talking about, I mean, the, literally this kid had given his heart to the Lord, and he prayed for him, and this kid, right when he opened his eyes, saw a vision from God. That's what he was saying, and um, it was amazing, but at the end of the trip, he gave him a ring. This kid gave him a ring, and this was like a full silver ring. I mean, it was, it's worth a ton of money to them, and he gave it to Eli, and I was like, oh my gosh, this is awesome. So, okay, we're going to have a couple more um, let me see. I, I know I, there's still a lot more, but um, does anybody from the team want to come up and share? We need two, two more people. Anybody from the team? I'm going to leave it open. Come on. Rob and Jessica, come on up. Come on up. So there was a couple of things that I just wanted to speak on. Um, you had briefly touched on it with the Dove. The first, this was the first church that we went to. Oh, you came up with me. I didn't even see <laughs> Um, so the first church that we went to, um, which was the last minute trip, um, we, we were gathering the children. And so we went into the village of the church is right in the middle of this. Um, it was a Haitian it village. A Haitian. It was a Haitian village. Um, and so we're, I, I'm, I'm no Jesse Delgado, but, um, I was, I was given the opportunity to take pictures. So I, I stayed kind of in the back of the group to be able to capture what was going on, um, and that day, I had told God, I said, you know, 
I, I feel I feel kind of weird not like stepping in and I'm, I'm just taking pictures like no big deal but I said God just use me to do whatever you need to do through these pictures capture you know the heart of this trip through everybody's experiences and so I see everybody, you know, talking to the kids, talking to the families. A woman literally gave her baby to me. And yeah. then I put the baby down because I was like, I don't know if she's for real about this. Like, the baby, we're walking a little bit. My kids can't go like an arm length away. And she's giving me her baby. And so I put the baby down. And then she was serious. She's like, no, I'm going to put a diaper on him. And so Tanya took the baby. <laughs> and we took him to church. No more than a year old. And... Um, as we're walking through, gathering the children, they're excited. They're they're latching onto us. They're so excited. I'm in the back, and I look up. So we were walking through the neighborhood, um, bringing people um, for the before the VBS. So that's what she's talking about. Yeah. And it just looked like a massive crowd going down the streets. Yeah, and you just see the kids just coming through out of the houses and just flowing out. And then I look up and I see as we're turning the corner, there's a dove flying there's another one flying they're circling circling and at that point like I lost it totally lost it I'm like God you're here with us Holy Spirit's with us you're you're gathering your people to hear your word and I was able to capture the picture and I just I was I was losing it and then I get to watch them do their work and and serve and love and pray and give hope and encouragement and I, I'm breaking down you guys because the, the work that everybody does in unity, which is big, for us to do it together is stronger. We're stronger together than we are by ourselves. And um, one of the verses that came to me, Proverbs 23, uh, 23, 12, commit yourself to instruction. Listen carefully to words of knowledge. That includes authority, having authority, and being under authority to have the authority that God gave us this authority to be able to do this. You guys all know the story of our school. We of our we are of authority, which is really weird to still understand. Um, our school's been around for 11 months, not even a year yet. We were able to sew into another school, exact same age as ours. They're 16 years old. And it really came down to the wire for us to be able to, for me, Rob could go, but for me to go, um, to leave the school and to be able to trust that everything was going to be okay. It's not easy to leave your kids behind. It's not easy to leave your work behind. And it literally came down to the wire where we've been without an assistant director for six months. Six months of working 50, 60 hours a week sometimes to put in to leave a legacy to our children, to be able to mission, to be able to have them do missionary work one day, and to be able to leave it came down to the last wire. The person that I hired, I didn't even know, was taking the course that I needed them to have to be able to take care of the school. They started the week before the trip. I gave them speed training, and I said, God, you made it happen. I'm going, and I feel peace that you let this happen. And to be able to meet this man who I share, we share the same struggles as a family to build legacy because we know that our childhoods weren't that great and we want other children to be great so that one day they leave a legacy, they can spread the word. And it's just, it's so exponential that at one point I was this sad little lonely girl hurting, no one knew why. And to be able to do such great things in the world, like, is that really me? 
I guess so. Like, I, I can do those things, but it's not through me. I don't do it for my praise. I do it for his praise. And I'm just so thankful for the opportunity to be able to minister in different ways, whether it's sowing the seed, praying for someone, or or taking pictures to capture. I just, I'm so in awe of how many ways that he will use you to do his work. And I highly encourage everybody to take that step of faith and go on a trip and just let God just flow through you. Let go of yourself and let him flow. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, can my, um, my wife just come on up and just, could you bring that back next to you? And as she's coming up, I want to read this to you. And this is not only for our team, but for every single person um, here. And, you know, God shared this with me as I was spending time with him. And he had me write this down. Because this really, you guys, people got this is what it's all about. And, um, and it reads like this. It says, love is simple. It's very simple. It is foundation of everything. It, love brings heaven into reality. It brings revelation to reality. It causes that love causes the hand of God to move. It is a basis of all infallible truths, breathed by the Holy Spirit to cause an interruption in darkness so that the light may be revealed. Love is our motive. Love is our life. His perfect love casts out all fear. Love makes my heart sit still to wait for my Father to speak. Love allows me to hear the cry of men. Love allows me to hear from my Father. Love is our life. Love is my life. God is love. Amen? God is love. But um, we know that, hold on. We know that, um, you know, we were, we were gone. And, and, and right now, I just want to honor um, a couple in our church, and that's Pastor Cheeto and uh, Pastor Norma. Come on up here, we... PSL and PTL wanted to give their regards, and they said, you know, we want to honor them. And, you know, and so we want to give you guys this, and this is the shirt and the hats that we wore um, everywhere we went, you guys. And, oh, could you open one up? And um, let's see. It says, ama a Dios, levanta a otros. Pretty good for not knowing Spanish, huh? And um, love God, lift others. But, you know, uh, Pastor Cheeto and uh, uh, Pastor Norma, they, they held the house down for us. And we were reading on the messages that, man, you gave a great, uh, such a great word. The Spirit of God moved. And we want to let you guys know thank you for, for having our back over here in the States and praying for us. Because, and actually, everybody who prayed for us, because we've seen God move in, in healing and salvation. And so we want to say thank you guys so much. And we love you and we honor you guys. So thank you. Praise God. We're so glad that everybody came back. We're so glad with the stories. I know there's going to be a lot of stories. You guys can probably talk to more often. But I'm going to have everybody stand up with me. We're going to get ready to dis dismiss. Um, but like, like Jocelyn was saying, and, and, and what I've been hearing from the testimonies was South Sac. You know, for, from, from this neighborhood all the way across the nation. You know, this church right here is reaching people not just around the corner, but around the world. Believe that. Lives are being changed. People are being changed. 
And it's from people that went to high school with each other, that people skip exits to go to, that don't want to come to South Sac, but us that live here are impacting the world. And you know what? One thing I heard, I don't know if it was Jessica who said this, JB, it was all in unity and unidad. You can do much more together with, in numbers than doing it by yourselves. There's no Lone Rangers no more. That stuff is long gone. Nobody's better than anybody else. We can do this together. I'm telling you, together, leaving all that, that garbage outside, that division, and I can do better. Who cares? Look what she's wearing. And we ain't got time for all that. People dying that need Christ. We work together. We suck it up, buttercup, and we move forward, right? That's what we do, and that's who we are. Love God, lift others. God, I just thank you for everybody that's here today. Thank you for all the testimonies that have encouraged us and reminded us of why we do what we do. I pray for everybody that went on the trip as they're back now. Be with their families. I know their families held it down for them as they left. I pray that you be with their marriages to some of them that were gone and that you protect their families because the enemy is attacking and angry for what they did. I pray that you be with them. I also pray for, for the church, God, that has been faithful to you. We pray for pastors Sergio and Tina and their family who are having their vacation. Be with them on their way back. Let them be refreshed, energized. I pray, God, that you are speaking to them during their restful time in the DR. Be with Pastor Vince and Wanda as they return as well. I pray that you continue to move in all of us, God. And those that are going to the Philippines, God, use them to shake the Philippines for you. So, God, we thank you for what you're doing in the Philippines, in the DR, and even right here in our city. Have your way. Be with us during the week. Until next week, God, we give you all honor and praise in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you guys. See you next week. Much love.